Good morning, God's wonderful people. Are you ready? Are you ready to give him thanks for today? Are you ready to tell of his goodness? Are you ready to sing of his wondrous works? Are you ready to declare God today? Because today is another opportunity to declare him. Another opportunity to tell of how wonderful our God is. Testify of God's goodness every day of your life. Tell of his wonderful works every moment of your life. Because there's nothing better for us to do than to do what we are created to do. And that is to declare God in this earth. Declare him today in your actions. Declare him today in your words. Declare him today in how you behave towards others. Let others see and know that God is still upon the throne. Let them know that God still rule and reign in your life. And let it be seen in how you treat them and how you speak to them. In our last episode, we we're only able to get through looking at the pictogram of the pay. We are analyzing the letter pay as the first letter in the word pera, which is the word translated be fruitful in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, which is a part of the second declaration God made concerning the creation of man. And as we analyze this letter, we are on a journey to understand this word para, to understand what it means to be fruitful. And we do this because we want to get a fuller understanding of what God is declaring here so that we can better understand who we are and what we are supposed to be doing. So we continue our analysis of the page today in stepping to looking at the form and the shape of the letter. Because the form and shape of our Hebrew letter also shows forth what this letter is about and what it means. The shape of the pay is a calf with a tooth emerging from its top jaw. So you can imagine a, a calf, which is basically if you, if you form your hand or a cup with your hand and turn your hand with that cup, cup turning sideways. When you cup your hands and turn them sideways, that's the calf. Now imagine that a teeth is descending from the top jaw. That is what the pay looks like. Now, that's the shape of the pay. This tooth is the only difference between the calf and the pay. So the only difference that there is between the calf and the pay is that tooth that comes out of the top jaw in the pay. Now, when, when, whenever the connection between the calf and the pay is being explained, there's a story that is normally used, and it's a story of Pharaoh. When Pharaoh would have said in, in Exodus chapter 1, verse 10, there Pharaoh says, come on, let us deal wisely with, the, with them, lest they multiply. And he was speaking here of the Jews. So he was saying, let us confine the Jews to slavery, lest they multiply. No, multiply. The word for lest here in the Hebrew is the word pain. And the word pain is spelled with a pay and a nun. So God was displeased with Pharaoh's declaration. So he knocked out Pharaoh's tooth. He knocked out his tooth. And by knocking out the tooth of the pay, Pharaoh's pen, which made it a calf, 
Now the word was no longer pen, which means lest, but ken, which is spelled with a kaf and a nun, meaning surely. So the statement now is surely the Jews will multiply. As we see in Exodus chapter 1 verse 12, where it says, But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew, and they were grieved because of the children of Israel. So that's a story that is normally told in explaining the connection between the calf and the pay. Now we see it manifested there in that story. And so it should be understood that that relationship is one where the calf would be like an opposing you know, concept to, to the pay in that instance. Another way to look at the pay is that it is formed from a calf and a yud. So the calf with a yud in the upper part of the calf. Now, it is a calf with a yud in it. That's what the pay is. The mouth, therefore, is the power of support and suppression. Because remember, the, the pay is the mouth. And the, the presence of the calf and the yud is therefore showing us that the mouth is the power of support or suppression. Isn't that what Solomon says? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue is the ability to speak. That's the power of the tongue, your words. So Solomon says life and death is in the power of the tongue. The shape of the nun is declaring to us that the mouth is the power to support or to suppress, to give life or to kill. Because, you know, calf means to support. is a cupped hand which either supports or suppress. When you turn that cup and down, it is suppressing something. When you turn it up, it is lifting up something. That's the power of the mouth. The hand is also vital in speech. Your hand, which is what the youth represents. The hand gestures have long been used by orators and speakers to give fuller expression to their words. So when a person is speaking, they use hand gestures to give more expression to the words that they're using. I mean, persons that speak, they don't just stand with their hand folded behind them like a statue and speak. They give expression to what they're saying by utilizing their hand gestures. That has long been something that is used by orators and speakers. So the coordination of the hand and the mouth is what gives power to speech. The pay is declaring this. The pay in the calf and the yud is declaring this. The presence of that yud is declaring that the coordination of the hand and the mouth is what gives power to speech. To speech. Now, another way we can see this also is that when our speech and our actions are aligned, we become unstoppable. When our actions and our speech are aligned, what can stop us? We become unstoppable. When you look at St. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, where it says, and Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. If you have faith, and your faith is expressed in your actions, nothing shall be impossible to you. That's what this verse is telling us. Because it says, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, he shall say 
That's the expression. That's the manifestation. That's the acting upon your faith. You shall say unto this mountain, be removed hence to yonder place. And it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible to you. When your speech and your actions are in perfect alignment, you are unstoppable. When you act in accordance to what you say, when you practice your speech, when you practice what you declare, you are unstoppable. When you practice what you preach, you are unstoppable. No, a man is as good as his word. When you live your words, when you stand by your words, when you are true to your words, you are unstoppable. That is what the pay is declaring to us, my friends. We see that in the pay. This is also borne out in the shape of the final pay. Because pay is one of those letters of the Hebrew Aleph Beit where the, 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 the letter, when it comes at the end of a word, it takes a different shape or form. It is in that, in that case, it is referred to as the pay of feet. All right, so that letter it, it, in its final form is that is the suffit of that letter. So the pay of feet is the final pay. So in the, the final pay, the pay of feet, the lower end of the calf that touches the baseline is straightened out and extend below the baseline. So the pay, again, is the calf with that yud in it. So the lower part of the pay is then straightened out and extend below the baseline. This teaches us, my friends, that when our speech and our actions are in alignment, the end, in the end, we are established. The end of that is that we're established. So when our speech and our actions are in alignment, in the end, we are established. That is how you get established, my friends. When you speak and act in agreement. When you act the way you speak. When you practice what you preach. That is how you get established, my friends. The relationship of the hand and the mouth cannot be denied. You can't deny that. Because it is the hands that bring things to the mouth. It is the mouth that brings things to the hands. Don't understand that relationship. It's an interchanging relationship. The hand plays food in the mouth. And so the food goes to the mouth. It brings that which is outside inside. And the body is fed. But the mouth is also what brings to the things to the hands. In other words, when you speak your words... It is what you declare and that brings things into reality and so your hands can take hold of that reality. So your utterances, your declarations are your creative expressions. That is what creates what you can then possess with your hands. The hand and the mouth work together in speech and declaration but they also support each other. They also support each other. When you speak, your hands support your speech and give fuller expression to your speech. That is how they work together. They have a relationship. But my friends, it's not only a supporting relationship, but the hand and the mouth also share a causal relationship. In that your words become your actions. What you declare becomes what you do. So that's a causal relationship. So you become what you declare. You, what you declare becomes that which you possess and that which you do. 
the hand is said to be the window to the mind or the window to the intent. The hand is the instrument of the mind. It is how the mind is expressed in this in, in, in the visible sphere. When I talk about the visible sphere, I'm talking about physical reality. That's what I call the visible sphere. So the hand is the instrument of the mind. It is that which the mind utilizes to express itself in the visible sphere. The hand is also referred to as a tool of tools. The tool of all tools. It is the hand that we use to do and to work and to do all things. That is why the yud is, it, it means to work. Because the hand is what you use to work. The hand is a visible part of the brain. So you want to know what a person has in their mind. What is in their brain. Watch the hands. Because the hand is a visible instrument of the mind. And it's also the visible part of the brain. It's also said that the hand is a cutting edge of the mind. Therefore, my friends, if you want to know the intention of an individual, watch their hands. Watch their hands. My friends, the hand is used to get what is outside on the inside. That is through the sense of touch. Through the sense of touch, you get what is outside on the inside. The hand is used for that. So when you touch something, that is communicating to your mind or to your brain what it is that you're touching. That is why a person who is blind can visualize objects by touching them. Because that is all what is on the outside is communicated on the inside. That's your hand, my friends. That's your hand. So the relationship between the hand and the mouth cannot be denied. They are intertwined. They are interrelated. They work together. They support each other. That's the hand and the mouth. Getting what is outside on the inside. That's the pay. That's the basic construct of the pay. That what is on the outside, you get it on the inside. And what is on the inside, you get it on the outside. And all parts of your body that is used for that is represented here in the pay. That's, let's turn our attention to the initiation of the pay. The first place in the Torah where the pay is used to begin a root word is in Genesis 1 verse 2. In Genesis 1 verse 2, it reads, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. I know you're wondering which word there. It begins with a pay. Of all these words, which one begins with a pay? It is the word face, which is the word pane. Pane is translated face. So it says here that the that darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That word there, that word face, is the first place where the letter pay is used to begin a word. And the word there is the word translated face, pane. When you look at the pay, the letter pay, it also resembles the profile of a face with the mouth open. So here we can see and understand from this that when one speaks, he doesn't just speak with his mouth, but he speaks with his face also. His face is involved in the act of speaking. 
you know that when you speak, your face is involved in that expression of what you're saying. So the face is integral in the speaking process, in us utilizing our mouth to speak. Speaking involves your hands, which relates to your actions, your face, and your mouth. The word used in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, it refers to the surface area of the deep and the part that is a part of the deep that can be seen. So it is a part of the deep that is visible. In this essence, my friend, the face is a part of the body through which what is inside is made visible on the outside. So that is what is being de declared here in the use of the pay. The first use is telling us that the letter pay is basically oh, what is on the inside is expressed on the outside, made visible. It's the face of your internal construct. That's what the pay is. The expression of that which is on the inside. The face is also the point at which what is on the outside is received on the inside. Because the face is where you have your eyes, your nose, your mouth. So whatever is on the outside is received on the inside through your face. So therefore, my friends, the basic idea behind the pay is simply giving expression to what is on the inside and receiving within what is on the outside. That's the basic construct underlying the pay. That's the basic significance of the pay. So the letter pay is going to be a letter that is going to show forth or be used in words that is aligned to giving expression to what is on the inside. Palel is the Hebrew word for prayer. Prayer is how we express our desires, our innermost desires and, 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 and our passions to God. It's how we express our heart to God. That's prayer. Connecting with God, who is also inside us, but outside of us. That's the pay. Let's turn attention to looking at the gematria for the pay. The numerical value of the pay is 80. The significance of 80 is the compound of the significance of the 8 and 10. The spiritual significance of 10 is ordinal perfection. Therefore, any number multiplied by 10 brings the significance of that number to perfection or completion. The significance, therefore, of, of, of the 80 is going to be a result. So when you look at the significance of 8, it is, it is, it is a number that symbolizes that which is beyond nature and its inherent limited perfection. So 8 is a number that symbolizes an order that's above the natural order. The number 7 symbolizes perfection. Perfection that is achievable via natural order or natural means. However, 8 is symbolic of an entity that is one step above the natural order of things. One step higher than nature and its limitations. Eight, therefore, is a new beginning. A new beginning. 80, then, is the fullness of this higher level of thinking. It is the higher level of, of achievement. It's where you're on this level and you have reached the maximum possible at this level. So what is required is for you to go to a new level. That's what the 80 
would have symbolized the fullness of this higher level. Because it's 8 times 10 and 8 is a new beginning. 80 is also, my friends, 40 times 2. And 40 is a number of birthing. It, is, it refers to that probationary period that precedes being born. So it's, it's, it's referred to that probationary period, 40. And when you come through that probationary period, you are reborn. So 40 um, weeks is what a baby spends inside the mother's womb and then is born. So 40 is a number of birthing. All right? 80, therefore, because it's 40 times 2, is going to be symbolic of being born again. So 80 is symbolic of being born again. Now, when you look at the first place where, where, the, the, where 8 is used, it gives, it gives um, you know, this idea. So the first place in the scriptures where the number 8 is used is in Genesis 17 and verse 12. In Genesis 17 verse 12, it says, And he that is 8 days old shall be circumcised among you, every man child in your generations. He that is born in the house or, brought, or bought with money of any stranger which is not of thy seed. This is God establishing his covenant with Abraham. And he's telling Abraham that on the eighth day, a child must be circumcised. Every child born to him must be circumcised. And even the child that is, bought, that is born of those who are bought with his money must be circumcised. Even a stranger that is among him. Now here, my friends, the number eight is used here in establishing the circumcision as the sign of the covenant God made with Abraham. This, my friends, shows how persons were initiated in the Avramic covenant. This is how a person would be initiated into that covenant. In other words, they are born into this covenant, born again into this new covenant. That's what the hate here is declaring. That's what it's showing us as the spiritual significance of the hate. My friends, there's a lot more to learn here. But in our next episode, we'll continue our analysis of the gematria of the pay. And summarize what we have learned so far about the letter pay. Until then, my friends, take care. Judge me, O Yehovah, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in Yehovah. Therefore, I shall not slide. Examine me, O Yehovah, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart, for thy loving kindness is before mine eyes, and I have walked in thy truth. I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go in the with dissemblers. I have hated the congregation of evildoers, and will not sit with the wicked. I will wash mine hands in innocency. So will I come past thine altar, O Jehovah, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving, and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house, and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Bless God. Declare like David, that you will publish with your voice of thanksgiving the Lord our God. You will tell of his wondrous works. Do that today 
and be the man that God has called you to be. Do that today and be the woman that God has called you to be. Father, we give you thanks today for your goodness, for your love, for your mercies, your kindness extended towards us every day. Today, Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. And Lord, live our lives to express that thanksgiving every single moment. Let our hearts, O oh God, be always desirous of being with you. Let our hearts always desire you. And may our words and our deeds always declare you. Let us, Lord, also be endued with your power through your Holy Spirit that will continually manifest you in this earth and be your representative in declaring your truth. We give you thanks and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day now, my friends. And do remember that God loves you, and I do too. Shalom.